Hello, and welcome to Tales from the Hood, Motherhood, that is, podcast. This is a show for parents all about the struggles and joys of raising children and being married. In today's podcast, which is week five, I'm going to show how my worries as a mother, mainly trying to shield my son from disappointment, could stymie his capitalistic streak, which is why he chose to ignore me. Art for profit. Summer, with young children, brings its own share of life lessons for many mothers. And it was no different for me when I was raising my two boys. The summer of 2006 not only taught me about my sons, but made me realize that my glass half-empty type of mothering couldn't protect my children from disappointment, but it would create disappointing results. So rather than school my children in capitalism, it was my son who taught me about the individual's ability to control their own economic prosperity and property. My oldest was trying to come up with a way for a six-year-old to earn some extra cash in order to buy a Sonic Rush game for his DS that he wanted and that we told him that we couldn't afford. I recommended he clean his room, sell lemonade, sweep off the back patio, but he ignored me like a fly buzzing in his ear. I have no doubt that he was inspired by the artist showing at a local Citizens National Bank that was held a few weekends before. And the oldest decided he was going to have an art sale to earn money. He worked steady and hard for an entire hour turning out watercolors on the back of my recycled term papers, and before long, he had seven pieces lined up on the table and ready for his ever-important signature. As he waited for his paintings to dry, this six-year-old convinced a four-year-old, who, just seconds before, was being pushed away from the dining room table because the four-year-old was messing up his art. He convinced him to drag a four-foot plastic easel from the backyard into the front. Now the four-year-old is the size of a seven-year-old, and this kid enjoys pushing our couches around just for fun. So the oldest egged on his younger brother by telling him how strong he was and how easy it would be for him to do this work. And after a lot of muscle flexing, the youngest who was also known for doing as little as possible around the house when it comes to chores, sweated for his oldest brother, and he did it happily. With the easel up in the front yard, the oldest came inside to get his paintings, and he asked me for some string and those things you use to close the potato chip bags, he said. As I was gathering the string and clothespins, he was showing me his art, and he mentioned that he was going to sell each piece for 50 cents. His bright blue freshwater eyes turned to ice when I suggested that perhaps five or even 25 cents might be a more reasonable price range for the art. You'd have thought I told him he was never gonna get another chocolate chip cookie in his life or that he would never get to visit his grandparents again. I shivered under his gaze 
His father spoke up just then. He said, You work hard on your art, son, and you should sell it for whatever you think it's worth. I felt like a fly on the wall as the two walked hand in hand out the front door. So as all the males in the family were outside being industrious, inside I harbored silent doubts about the saleability of this kid's rainbow-colored stripes made on pages of paper with writing on the back. Still, to this day, I didn't want him to be disappointed when he couldn't make a sale. In minutes, the stand was up and running, complete with a handmade sign that read, Art, 50 cents. I called his nano and papa to drop by, and his dad flagged down some neighbors. As expected, his grandparents bought a painting, but only one because our oldest was allowing only one painting per family. So his grandfather, with money in hand, had to go without. When his papa offered to pay 75 cents for the art, this alien child stayed resolute and told him no one painting per family, since there were only seven. Our neighbors also bought a painting. Then they brought brownies for the hard workers, which they ate on the spot. And after the first wave of people left, this alien child, who was hot, tired, and bored, got upset that the people who passed by in cars didn't even slow down to look at my art, he said. As a result, he started yelling, art for sale, as cars passed. Then he came inside and asked me if I could call his aunt to tell her he was having an art sale, which I did, and I started a load of laundry. Another neighbor dropped by on his way home and purchased a painting. His wife came by not minutes later and bought another. I think if the oldest had known that the two were related, he wouldn't have sold the second piece. His aunt stopped by, as expected, and she was told she could have only one painting, which she did buy, and she was rewarded for her purchase. Our little entrepreneur didn't run away or flinch from his aunt's kisses and hugs as usual, but he endured her affection like a syringe from the doctor, while the youngest ran away laughing and screaming. With two paintings left, another neighbor came to the rescue. She sent her youngest son to buy the last two prints. And our alien child sold both pictures to the older boy because he is, after all, nine years old. The entrepreneur slash artist almost gave his last paintings away to this older boy who had asked questions about the medium that was used to create the masterpieces. When our oldest told this kid he could have the last painting for free, the older boy took the two coins he had given our son and handed him a dollar bill. The oldest thanked him and followed him halfway down the street, explaining how the paintings he was holding were done with the watercolor rainbow magic art set he got for Christmas from Santa. All told, our son cleared three fifty for seven paintings which just goes to show what I know about art or selling. As we were putting the oldest to bed, he mentioned that he wanted to have another art sale and that this time he was going to charge $2 per painting. 
Before I could disagree, his father gave me the same icy stare his son had given me earlier in the day. And I picked up my son's half-full glass of water from his nightstand to put in the kitchen. And I got to folding laundry. Thank you for listening and for choosing to spend your time with me. For more information about this podcast, me, and other things I've written, go to christinegranados.com. And I'd like to thank Kevin McLeod for all the music in the podcast and our sound engineer, Cookie Hey Lookie. And please visit their YouTube channels by the same names to see how talented they are. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. I could always use more subscribers. Next week's topic is all about a four-letter word that parents should never let their children say to anyone.